Please accept our apologies for any bangs or scrapes you may hear. Due to the global pandemic, we're recording this remotely. Thanks very much and we hope you enjoy. Hello, I'm Debs. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to The Write-Off, a podcast for the everyday writer. Even if you don't write every day. Whether you're hoping that what you're working on will one day be a Sunday Times bestseller, or you're simply putting words on the page for the pleasure of it, The Write-Off is a podcast for every writer on the journey. You might be squeezing your writing time in around multiple jobs or childcare, or even just around the ebbs and flows of your own enthusiasm. But we're here to say, us too. This is a place to connect and share how you're getting on. It's a space for the story behind your stories. And so... That leads us seamlessly on to the subject of today's podcast. Welcome to episode four, which is called Congratulations on Your Book Deal. I'm not even jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Glad we make ourselves laugh. This is about professional jealousy. Which is a very real thing. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about it and thinking that there, for me, there are, with regards to writing, two types of jealousy. One is jealous of someone's writing like their ability to create the words they put on the page you could be jealous of someone who isn't published but who hands you a poem and you think Jesus Christ that's amazing and and there's that part of you that feels jealous for their talent Um, and then there's the other type of jealousy which is I guess commercial success or any success (laughs) Um, (laughs) I didn't mean to sound so desperate when I said it (laughs) Um, I think for me more often than not it is exactly what you said to begin with the jealousy is more to do with someone actually wrestling their words onto a page so whatever it is they've written a novel a radio play about like you said a poem I can feel quite a visceral sense of jealousy because I'm like how did you get it on the page yeah like and I think it's just where I'm at haven't finished something for a really long time and I'm like wow you made it all the way through the process you kept going and you got it out there into the world and that is where my little jealousy sticks its head above the parapet it almost feels like voodoo to me I'm like how are you doing it so that's a third type of jealousy then that it's not necessarily about the talent or the end result success once you've published something it's the productivity side of it yeah I agree that's really annoying (laughs) (laughs) well maybe it's like the focus I mean I definitely lack focus (laughs) or it's not that I lack focus but I think I'm going through a phase of giving up on things and it's largely because you hit that hard writing wall you know you've reached the tricky bit it's not just sailing onto the page anymore and you have to fight your way through it Mm -hmm. and I've got into a really bad habit of just kind of giving up and so I think it's that projection, isn't it? You project onto other people your own like insecurities about what you're doing. Yeah. So the jealousy isn't really about another person, is it? It's about what's going on in your life and what you feel you're lacking. Definitely. The big success stories, you know, say, for example, with a novel, they've written the next big novel. It's been fought over at the publishing fair and like you know it's got like six figures and you know the news starts ramping up the news stories about it start ramping up all of that is kind of it's not not real obviously that stuff happens but like all of that stuff is perpetuated by the media isn't it the kind of glamour about securing a book deal or publishing a book and we buy into that overnight success 
But I don't think that that is necessarily the norm. It is part of the way in which we like to put things on a pedestal, I suppose. It doesn't sound like the typical experience of any author who's published is to just have this like fantastic rise to fame and and notability. But it does happen every now and then. And I, I guess that's where it's all relative as well, because I might just be like, if I could only give up my job and be a writer and earn enough with writing so that I could just do it all the time. For someone to even have that is something that I envy because I don't have it. But then the person who has that sees what you've described as the like massive success and that's then what they are jealous of yeah. I guess we never stop trying to climb from where we yeah. are exactly you're always reaching for the next thing aren't you interestingly enough I read something this morning just about this that your successes are actually the emptiest bit because when you're reaching for something you feel optimistic you feel hopeful you're striving then if you achieve your goal, the goal you've been reaching for, that's often the empty bit. Then anticlimax. Yeah, and you have to ask yourself, where are you going from there? Of course. It's human nature. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to turn down some, like, six-figure deal. (laughs) (laughs) When you do hear about somebody else who's been productive, I do get that slightly sinking feeling of, aren't I... We are always guilty of comparing ourselves. And I think jealousy is often linked to that. I think we're rarely comfortable just in our own lane. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard to have that security and be like, no, I'm all right doing what I'm doing. I'm all right. I'm on my right path. Because we're, you know, we're not blinkered. We're constantly being shown other people's achievements. And we're constantly being sold an idea of what it is to be successful or what it is to have achieved something. Yeah. And you know so it's really hard to just stay focused on what you're doing and and be happy with it everyone's different and everyone's unique that brings me back to like the jealousy of people's talent or creativity because I was thinking about this um, lecture for screenwriting and I remember the guy leading the lecture said that um he could come in like I think there were like 100 people in the room he could come in and give 100 people the same story to write and all of those stories would be different yeah, and, and I think that's jealousy of um, what other people create. For me, stopped there. I, I could admire that person's work, but I would never write their story because I've never seen the world through their viewpoint. Yeah, which means that you have something different to offer. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I, I definitely think that jealousy is like wasted energy. We're all guilty of feeling that. I guess I would try to always operate a culture in which I lift people up. So if I'm tempted to feel that jealousy, then I have to have a little word with myself and say, no, lift people up. Because I guess jealousy is the thing that drags you back, isn't it? It is. Um, And actually another person's success is inspirational. And you can use it as inspiration to, to kind of drive you on. So who are you jealous of? if I'm really going to be honest and talk about what really makes me jealous, it's someone who can afford to live and pay for their life just through writing, you know, so they don't have to, and that, I mean, essentially this is what our podcast is about. It's juggling life and juggling writing. And And as long as you have other commitments that 
take away from your writing time, then it's always going to be a struggle. And, and for me, it's always going to be the thing that kind of comes last on the list. But there is something to be said for not having the perfect setup. If you have all the time in the world and nothing breathing down your neck, would that also be crippling? It's like, if you've just got the blank page, you've got all the time in the world and it's your one job is to do that one thing. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Because then there's so much pressure on you to be like, well, why aren't you doing it then? Because I'm looking on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Because we just decided I need yet another cup of tea. (laughs) Yeah, that's very, very true. Grass is always greener. The grass Um, is always greener. Yeah. I think I would like to own my writing life a little bit more than I do at the moment because I do feel like I'm always doing it. I quite often do. I often got my laptop open on the like kitchen sideboard and then like I'm making the spaghetti bolognese and then I'm like sort of tapping in I'm like oh yeah I'm just gonna put this like line of dialogue in this chapter whilst I'm making the spaghetti bolognese and sometimes I resent that and then other times I'm like well that's just that's just life that's just how sometimes shit has got to get done with what we kind of have said about creative jealousy or um, professional jealousy is that You can only focus really on what you can control. Yeah. If you really are bothered by someone else's success, it's not about them, it's about you. And so try and look at what you're doing and put your energy into that. Yeah, you're so right. And the thing is, I think often publication or getting a screenplay made, it can feel like such a wild dream. You'd be like, how the hell do I think that I'm going to ever get this done? Yeah. And then it becomes kind of ridiculous. You think, how many people are sat at their computers now wanting the same thing? And we there's not space for all of us, is there? Is there? Is there space for all of us? So who gets to go? I think that's another of my main points of jealousy. I guess I can kind of see people further up ahead of me, you yeah. know, with more under their belt. Yeah. or or seemingly with their lives more together yeah. and I think they're going to get to go first like they're going to get to go ahead and maybe they'll get my chance yeah. You know? uh, yeah and I think you know you say that there's not limitless space for everyone but that's the kind of big idea that would overwhelm me if I thought about it for too long so I would just think about the next step in what I need to do in my life yeah and and stop worrying about that because It's back to the analogy that that um, lecturer gave, which is that you give 100 people the same stimulus and they come up with different stories. We're all different. And there might be that many people trying to be writers, but not all of them are trying to write your story. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you put the jealousy down to allow yourself to have faith in what you're doing. Like. I think it's a good distraction in a way because you can distract yourself kind of like worrying about what other people have achieved, worrying about what other people do, worrying about what other people say is a marker of success or what is good or what are the kind of stories that are going to get made or read. But you ultimately have to have faith in what it is that you want to say, don't you? So that means kind of like channeling out all of those voices and just saying to yourself, I've got something to say and I'm going to say it. 
Yeah. And then getting to the end. (laughs) (laughs) So when we talk about jealousy, I think there is actually a whole subset to jealousy, which is more to do with envy. Yeah. That envious feeling we can get towards somebody who is an incredible writer or a book we've read that is incredible. If we're talking about envy, then who who or what is that for you? Like who is success for you oh, when you think about yeah. a writer, for example? Okay, so um I'd say for an idea that is brilliantly executed and beautifully written, um, Kate Atkinson, Life After Life. Oh my and God. And A God in Ruins, which controversially I might love more. They're quietly brutal, yeah, and but beautifully written and just heartbreaking. You know, I kind of envy the fact that she's come up with that idea. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Those books for me, when I read them, I immediately went back to the beginning and read um, A God in Ruins again. When you kind of like encounter mastery of the craft of words like that, you just get to the end of that of a book like that and you think oh my christ like how yeah. you know there's a danger then of that much envy becoming like well i can't do that ever um which is not the case you know like i just think she is she's she's a brilliant brilliant writer but she worked really hard to get to that stage as an author she is so prolific she just yeah. never seems to stop actually i went to see her being interviewed when her book transcriptions came out and she said something really interesting which is that she always starts with the title and she doesn't Mm. actually necessarily know I think it might have been different with uh, Life After Life and A God in Ruins but like generally she doesn't really know what the book's going to be about but she has a title a title comes into her head yeah and And that's the stimulus nice Yeah, when you say about Kate Atkinson being prolific, I'd say another person that I really envy for that is Stephen King. He writes so, like he writes day in, day out, and he's so disciplined. I envy his discipline. He treats it like a nine to five job. He just sits down and and gets the words on the page. And yeah, also he's, I I do think he's a brilliant writer. Like, um, have you ever read On Writing? where no I haven't and it, well kind of embarrassingly I definitely feel like it's a massive chasm in my like learning I should definitely well, I really recommend it because he he gives writing advice but he uses stories from his own life and he's such a great storyteller in order to kind of show rather than tell you know <laughs> really really um great but yeah mainly I think what I learned from reading that book and from reading things about him is that he works really hard yeah I would say that the ability to be prolific is another one of my main sources of envy because I think that your writing brain is like a muscle. And um, when in our situation, you're dipping in and out of your writing all the time, you might have to put your writing down for, you know, like, I don't know, for me, sometimes it's weeks. And then you're coming back to it. And every time it's like starting from cold, isn't it? Whereas in the past, when I've gone through phases of having the luxury of writing regularly, like, for example, when I did my master's degree, I was writing all the time. My muscle was like really fit. Your writing muscles well fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and the other one, like 
in terms of just kind of jealousy of of lifestyle is Haruki Murakami. I think I, I think someone handed me his book years ago, um, Hard Boiled Wonderland and the End of the World, which is an amazing title. And it's a brilliant book, but it's not that. It's that he also wrote another book called um, What I Talk About When I Talk About Running. Um, and he's a runner and he he basically decided that because he was no longer commuting into work, he was going to run an hour every day before he started his writing. Amazing. And there's just something about that, well, again, discipline and also how great that would be for his brain that he gets out there and does a bit of exercise and gets some fresh air and then and then thinks, you know what, now I go home and I write. It just sounds so brilliant and luxurious. Like your perfect setup to a yeah. writing life. Who else are you envious of? Yeah, a particular writer who, whose sort of career I envy is Zadie Smith because she's an essayist as well. So for me, that is like, that really appeals to me. Not only does she have an incredible ability of prose mm. and like write such interesting, complex stories about family dynamics and human dynamics. Well, um, as a Londoner as well, I've never known somebody to write London so well. But the true heart of London in White Teeth. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, but her, but then she has also written like several books of essays and her essays are so good. Would you call it journalism? I don't know if you would, but it's that exploration of her inner psyche and her feelings on things and, Mm. you know, like wrestling with. So she's really academic as well as being gifted. I guess as a part of me, I'd love to be bookish academic yeah. in a library somewhere and yeah. and I can straddle both worlds I could be writing fiction and beautiful prose but yeah. also really zingy interesting essays that examine the human condition I think envy is harmless yeah and it's, it's like we were saying as well it, it's inspirational rather than something that would hold you back because you think you could never match someone's talent. It's more, this is stunning. I want to be more like this. Yeah. It's really hard. I think there's like a danger of being, don't be jealous, guys. It's natural. It's part of the human condition, isn't it? It's part of who we are. And I think a little, he- a little bit of healthy competition is a good thing you would just be lying if you pretended that you didn't feel it you know I am unaffected by anybody else's success or lifestyle we're always looking at the person next to us and being like oh that looks nice I'd like a bit of that slice of that pie so we can dream yeah so maybe that is also the other point that envy and jealousy are also about your dreams aren't they I suppose your aspirations are what you're hoping for and sometimes hope can feel a bit raw around the edges can't it and so I suppose it's in those dark shadows around the edges where jealousy and then maybe it's slightly more acceptable sister envy exist well thank you for a lovely chat about jealousy yeah I feel a bit better now actually. <laughs> <laughs> off my chest we hope you all enjoyed listening to it and 
best of luck with your writing. Good luck with your writing. So if, like Hannah and I, you are a writer, you're probably, from time to time, crippled with feelings of self-doubt and inadequacy about your creative talent. Do you feel like sometimes you look at what you're writing and think it's fantastic and then you read it back two days later and think it's fucking shit? I feel this is perfectly normal. Um, What do you think? We'll be chatting about this in episode five, Am I Any Good? If you have enjoyed today's episode, then please do subscribe, rate and review us. It helps people to find us and every listen and download to our little podcast really does make a difference and we really do appreciate it.